If it's trending, Amber and Tanner are going to trend, 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 trend it out on Froggy 92.9. Santa Rosa will be sizzling by the end of the work week. Uh, The North Bay will be under excessive heat watch especially on Friday. So the National Weather Service is forecasting a high of 98 degrees. Phew. Oh my gosh. That's so hot. Uh, but it says triple digits are possible. Wow. Uh, that's 20 degrees above normal for early June. Temperatures reached 95 degrees yesterday and will continue to soar today and Friday before cooling back down to the low 90s. I love how it's cooling back down to the low 90s. <laughs> We're going to be cooling back down to low 90s on Saturday. The heat watch could be upgraded to a heat advisory depending on how weather conditions progress. Well, I was talking to you and Jen, our afternoon host, yesterday and you guys were saying, you know, because it's probably going to be so hot this weekend, it actually is going to cool down a little bit for country summer next weekend. It's supposed to be really nice. I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be the perfect weather. Can't wait. Um, But speaking of things that are perfect... And all good things must come to an end. And that does include Ted Lasso. If you haven't watched this Apple TV Plus series, Ted Lasso, it's such a great, wholesome show uh, about a guy from America that goes over to coach soccer in England. Um, But unfortunately, Ted Lasso will end at the conclusion of season three, according to Brett Goldstein, um, who is the series writer and co-star. He said the plan from the very beginning was just three seasons. He said, we're writing it like that. It was planned as season three, but the fate of this beloved series is ultimately up to the co-creators, Jason Sudeikis, Brendan Hunt, and Bill Lawrence. And Jason Sudeikis has hinted that he does doesn't know what happens after the third season. So to me, it kind of sounds like, you know, they may decide after the third season is over that they'll bring it back. Let's let's there, hope. There's a little glimmer of hope there. I really hope they bring it back because the show, we don't have enough shows like Ted Lasso where you leave episodes feeling good. Yeah, it's awesome. Sam Hunt announced that he and his wife have welcomed their first baby together. Body like a background, Sam said during a concert, quote, I recently had a baby girl named Lucy Lou. He added, quote, my heart's definitely a lot harder and a lot of weight since I left that small town I'm from. It's amazing how that little girl melted that all away overnight a couple of weeks ago. So the couple had gone through turmoil with Sam's wife filing for a divorce over alleged cheating, and they have moved past that and look forward to raising their brand new baby together. You can find all the full details at froggy929.com. It's gonna be a good day With Amber and Tanner in the morning I got some good friends They only good time when They're awesome Today's country Froggy 92.9 There is a lifeguard shortage right now Not only are beaches and pools experiencing this lifeguard shortage But so are water parks and even hotels And uh, you aforementioned the water parks and hotels are offering higher pay and paid training even in order to try to attract more lifeguards, uh, which I'm really surprised by. I I didn't know that that people just weren't lifeguards. Yeah, and get, guess what? If you get if you become a lifeguard, you can get a nice tan. You kind of just get to sit around all day, but you do have to be a great swimmer. Yeah, I I trained to be a lifeguard 
one summer back in Georgia, and it was like a really great experience. You you know, you get to learn CPR and other like life-saving things. Um, so since there's a shortage right now, I wonder if I should renew my certificate Ooh. so I can, you know, make some extra cash and help out some maybe you know, local businesses that are looking for lifeguards. But I don't know if I'm going to get stressed out with having two gigs, but I want to help. I think a job like a lifeguard, you're mostly relaxed the entire time. I think it might be really fun for you. I never ran into a situation where I had to save someone's life, and I always hoped that I didn't. Yeah. I was like, that would be so traumatic. Yeah. You're sitting there blowing your whistle. I think that would be really fun and a fun way for you to get out in the community. Uh, Well, speaking of like summer jobs and extra cash, Tanner, do you have like a side gig or a side hustle? I do. I do Instacart delivery sometimes when I'm a little short on cash. It's basically when you go deliver people's groceries for them. And it's a great way for me to just, you know kind of de-stress a little bit, walk around the grocery store and stuff like that. (laughs) Well, we did ask about, you know, side hustles and what you do for extra cash a couple weeks ago. We asked on Facebook, facebook.com slash Amber and Tanner in the morning. And, you know, these comments were really helpful because a lot of you were saying, you know, it is a lot, but I, I do it for a reason. Abel from Santa Rosa said, helping small businesses to be successful with the new normal. Web design, web hosting, etc. Yes, my side hustle is a lot, but I enjoy what I do. So that's a really good comment right there because maybe I'll enjoy it. For you know, sure. I, and if I don't like it, I can just stop, right? Exactly. Um, Mandy from Petaluma said her side hustle is to make tumblers and soaps. That's cool. And Kimberly from Novato said, I waitress twice a week to bring in extra cash. Catching the Catching the with these guys. You just make my morning. You guys are my morning pickup. Amber and Tanner every morning. Today's country, Froggy 92.9. Do you celebrate anniversaries when you're dating? If so, what is the best thing to do on our Froggy Instagram? 83% of Sonoma County said yes, you do celebrate anniversaries when you're dating. So my girlfriend Cammy and I's one year of dating, our anniversary, is this Sunday. And I was talking to my friend Alden about it on the phone, and he was confused why I was getting gifts and planning a special day. And now I'm second guessing myself. I'm like, do I do it? Is it weird? We haven't even really talked about it. I'm going to tell you right now, don't listen to Alden. Okay. (laughs) Of all the people to listen to, I'm, I'm the only one listening right now that knows who Alden is, but you've talked about him on the show before, and he's your single dude friend that yeah. probably hasn't had a girlfriend in, like, forever, right? Amber, he's never had a girlfriend. Okay, don't <laughs> don't listen to Alden. Don't second-guess yourself. You've been in relationships yeah. where you know what it's like. Alden's my best friend, and I take his advice very seriously, He and he was like, dude, it's going to be weird if you do that. You guys are just dating. You're not married. That's what Alden sounds like, by the way. <laughs> what? Okay. Well, don't listen to him. You should definitely do something. And do you, I, is Cammy looking forward to it? Well, we haven't even talked about it. Well, June 12th is like our dating anniversary, and we know it's our dating anniversary. Is she expecting me to do something big? Because I got to tell you, Amber, I got nothing huge planned. You should definitely do something for her and, you know, recognize that you guys have been together for a year. Although I do know Cammy, and I, I know she... Uh, isn't probably like one of those people that's like you have to go all out and be fantastical she's very low maintenance can i run an idea by you let's hear it our first date was at bodega head that's where we hung out for the very first time do you think bringing her back there would be a good idea because we haven't been back since yeah go why not cool I'm going to write that down real quick. <laughs> uh, we're getting some other ideas on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Amber and Tanner in the morning. Here's what you said. 
Kelty from Santa Rosa said, do something you wouldn't ordinarily. So as long as it's something new for both of you, that sends a message. I want to make experiences with you. I kind of like that. Yeah. I would say do something else. Don't take her to a place you've already been to. I might scratch out my idea from earlier. Yeah, I'm <laughs> thank sorry. <laughs> thank you, Kelsey from Santa Rosa. Uh, Christy from Santa Rosa said, take a drive to San Francisco and walk Pier 39 and have lunch. Happy anniversary. Oh, that's, that's sweet. sweet. I like that. Uh, Lisa from Petaluma says, our first paper wedding anniversary. We wrote letters to each other. We read them. Then we were tucked away for safekeeping. We just celebrated our 19th. Maybe we should pull them out and see what corny things we said to each other. So maybe that's something you guys can do. Just like write notes to each other this year and pull them out uh, like, you know, a year from now. And then you have your next year's anniversary already planned. The only morning show in my life. Amber and Tanner. I listen all morning long. Froggy 92.9. It's wine o'clock somewhere, so pour yourself a glass. It's time to whine about it with Amber on Froggy 92.9. Just want to give a little bit of a warning for today's wine about it. I'm about to talk about depression and eating disorders, things like that. So if that bothers you, uh, please turn down your radio. Well, a California family is suing Meta, claiming its platform Instagram led to their daughter's eating disorder. And self-harm. So Meta is now the name of the company that owns Facebook and Instagram, especially Facebook, just changed her name. Um, Kathleen and Jeffrey Spence said their daughter Alexis, who's now 19, could easily use Instagram at 11 years old without their consent, uh, leading to her mental health decline. Now, the minimum age requirement to use the app is 13, but we all know we've seen Instagram accounts of kids way younger on Instagram. Um, so the family says their suit, in their suit, that their daughter was addicted to Meta's product and spent increasing amounts of time on social media, specifically uh, pursuing content recommended or made available to her by Meta, which increasingly included underweight models, unhealthy eating, and eating disorder content. They also claim Alexis became addicted to Instagram, pitting her devices against her parents. Uh, now, in 2018, she was actually hospitalized for depression, anxiety, and anorexia. So now the family wants a jury trial and is seeking monetary and punitive damages. Now, there have been scientific studies that show these apps are addicting. Social media is addicting. And internet addiction in general is a growing problem that affects around 2% of the adult population. And, you know, we have more control over what we do than children. And, you know, I'm not a parent, so it's really hard for me to say, oh, just monitor your kid's usage because I know that's got to be hard. You can't watch your kids and be a helicopter parent 24-7. So instead of suing Meta, the only thing I could think of is maybe these parents can try using an app that limits, you know, your use, like your hour or, you know, just, I mean, adults use apps like that too that make you realize, oh, you're spending too much time on your phone, make you spend like too much time on Instagram because we get sucked in. And unfortunately, relying on the internet can make you feel more lonely And we should be encouraging our kids to socialize in real life. I mean, they're not going to stop using social media. They're going to be hanging out with their friends and still doing TikTok dances. But at least they're getting face-to-face interaction and they're not feeling, you know, so down and lonely and looking at other people that, you know, will make them feel bad about themselves. But what do you think? Should these parents continue to sue? Should they take the trial to a jury? Do you think they have a right to sue? Let us know. Amber and Tanner want to know what you think. Give them a call right now. 636-1-HOT. 636-1467. 
Nobody has more Sonoma County on the radio than Froggy 92.9. What motivates you to work out, to exercise, to be healthy? Tim McGraw says that Kane Brown wants to be in better shape than him. I'm sure he's a lot younger than I am, so I'm sure he won't have any problem with that. He's actually sent me a message a couple of times when he's started hammering it pretty hard. He says, I'm coming after you, I'm coming after you. And I'm like, come on, brother, come on. I love that competitive spirit. I love the competition between Kane Brown and Tim McGraw because to me, that is a huge motivator for me to exercise and it's something that I'm missing out on. When I was in shape a million years ago, uh, my brother and I used to compete against each other. Like, oh, I can bench press more than you. Oh, well, I can squat more than you. And I kind of miss that camaraderie and uh, probably a big reason why I'm out of shape now. Well, I did see a video of Tim McGraw yesterday. I showed it to you, Tanner, and I was like, what? Why is he so in shape? It's like very hard to get that certain physique. So I know that he works very hard. Yeah. Uh, Not that Kane Brown isn't in shape. We just know Tim McGraw our whole lives and know he's always looked great. I remember (laughs) back in 2019 at Country Summer, Tim McGraw started unbuttoning his shirt. Then he like opened his shirt. and I was like, whoa. I didn't know Tim McGraw was that ripped. That's crazy. I know. that. So that's a great motivator when itself, when Tim McGraw's ripping out his shirt in front of you. <laughs> you're just like, jeez. Next thing you know, there's a bunch of pictures of Tim McGraw all over the studio. Uh, Amber, what is the best motivator for you to exercise, to work out, to live a healthier lifestyle? Um, so I'm glad you brought this up as something I've been thinking about over the past couple of months. And for me personally, it's my health. I do have a lot of stomach issues. I talk, I, I talk pretty openly about it on the show. Um, so I know if I eat something bad, it's going to make me feel bad. Yeah. Uh, so I try to, you know, walk a lot and I try to eat healthier. I, and I say try, but I know that at the end of the day, I'm just going to physically feel ill. Yeah. I mean, just feeling better is a huge motivator. On our Facebook page, facebook.com slash froggy929, we're talking about our motivation to exercise. Valerie from Mount Chasta said, how I feel after our workout, that's the ultimate motivator. Jackie from Pengrove says, I want to be able to keep up with my kids. It's good for my mental health and pushes me to do better. Yeah, I think that's very important, mental health. Uh, and we're pretty open about that on the show as well. Trisha from Santa Rosa says, my family has a history of heart attacks and I want to avoid that. With Amber and Tanner. Good morning! Today's country, Froggy 92.9. I think I found out some very interesting things about myself yesterday. My friend and I took this test online, and I won't get into why or like what the test was, but Tanner, I sent it to you. Um, And there were like a lot of social related questions on there, and one asked, you know, do you find social social situations or social interactions easy? And I said, yes. I'm like, you know, I can talk to people pretty easily and I like talking to people and I like listening. Uh, so I answered yes. But then there were other questions like, would you rather, you know, watch a movie or go to a party? And I was like, oh, well, I'd rather watch a movie. And, uh, you know, there were like other things like basically saying, do you like to be at home and do things alone or do you like to hang out with people? So it was really confusing to me when I was taking this test and I scored low on this test, which is good. It means, you know, I'm not antisocial and social situations are easy for me, but I was like kind of looking at all those like alone time questions. And I was like, but I'm answering a lot of those questions a certain way. So what does this mean for me? And I found out that there was a difference between like being antisocial and being asocial. Totally. Uh, To my understanding, asocial is, 
you don't mind being around people or you just don't care to be around people where antisocial is you don't like being around people whatsoever so when you're out and about you can still have a good time antisocial is like i'm not gonna have a good time unless i'm at my house right exactly so there's like an indifference you know, yeah. and, I, and I think antisocial is maybe more of a medical term for, you know, someone who just doesn't like other people. Um, you know, that's not always the case with me. I, I don't know. How do you feel about all this, Tanner? Do you feel like you're antisocial or asocial or do you like, you know, fall into that you know spectrum at all? Uh, I think I am comfortable with solitude now. I could fall into the category of asocial, but there's so many factors that go into that, like work stress, what's going on in my life. When everything is going well in my life, I love being social. I love going out and about. But when I have a lot on my mind, I just need to decompress at home. Yeah. Is that the case for you too? Yeah, that's and that's kind of what I was talking to my friend about. I was like, you know, I do like hanging out with people, but I need tons of downtime to recharge. And I'm not sure what that says about me. So I was like doing a ton of research about like, you know, the psychology of it all last night. And I thought it was pretty interesting. Wake up in the morning for the rouge to crow. Amber and Tanner on Froggy 92.9, Sonoma County's number one for today's country. Amber and Tanner in the morning present The Neighbor Dispute with Barry Martindale on Froggy 92.9. Today on The Neighbor Dispute, we're going to be talking to Joe. Barry Martindale's going to say that his daughter racked up some massive credit card debt for him. Hello? Hi, is this Joe? Yes, who is this? Joe, my name is Barry Martindale of Martindale and Johnson Attorney Services. I'm calling on behalf of the card. Okay. Some strange charges have been made on your credit card account, and so we dove into it and we investigated it. Apparently, and we have video evidence of this, your daughter took your credit card on a shopping spree at the Santa Rosa Plaza. I'm sorry, I have no knowledge of this. When did that happen? This happened yesterday. She went to Forever 21 packed sun and she got a bunch of Cinnabons. You sound a little bit unsure about this. Is this out of her character? My daughter wouldn't do something like that. So yeah, this is this is absolutely out of out of character. Well, we have again video evidence of this and I can email you uh, the evidence and everything like that so you can cross reference. Uh, just where we stand right now, would you like to press charges? No, why would I? It's my daughter. I'm not going to press charges. She lives in my house. How much did she spend? Total, she spent yesterday $6,750. What? $6,000? $6,750, so just almost seven. And you have video evidence of her doing this? Absolutely, sir. I I don't even know what to say, but I certainly don't want to press charges, but... I, I, I'd like to see that video evidence because this does not sound like something my daughter would do. You've been Martindale. My name is actually Tanner from Amber and Tanner in the morning. You're on Froggy Night 2.9's Neighbor Dispute. Wait, this isn't real? Listen to Amber and Tanner in the morning every weekday at 7.55 for the Neighbor Dispute with Barry Martindale on Froggy 92.9. Why don't we just stay? Good morning, this is Josh Turner. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so great to hear from you, my friend. You are performing at Country Summer on Saturday, June 18th. And a lot of people are going to a music festival for the very first time. So, Josh, what is an essential item that you think people will need who are going to their first festival? June 18th in California, I play Frank Lillian of Water. 
<laughs> water. Stay hydrated. Josh says water the same oh, way God. I say water. Did you notice that? Yeah, water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh, I'm from Georgia, so like a lot of people here make fun of me for the way I say that. <laughs> and you're the first person I've oh, heard in a long time this is water that way. <laughs> there you go. Be loud and proud. I love that. Um, so I know this is not your first time in Sonoma County in a wine country. Um, but are you going to go to any wineries while you're here? Or is there any like Bay Area things that you like to do? Um, I have no idea what my plans are for, for that time period, but uh, I know it's coming up pretty quick. Yeah, looking forward to playing this festival. One of my favorite things that I've done here is going to the Charles Schultz Museum, which is kind of cool. Are you a big fan of the Peanuts? I am. I, I, I got a, one of my sons is a huge a, a much bigger fan than I am. Uh-huh. Are you a Thanksgiving Peanuts fan or are you a Christmas Peanuts fan? <laughs> I'd probably say Christmas Peanuts fan, yeah. Let's talk about the festival. Uh, I mean, you probably can't give us any insight to the set list, but uh, what's your favorite song to perform live? Maybe that might give us a hint on something that you're going to perform at Country Summer this year. I'll be playing all the hits that everybody uh, is expecting from me. I'll also be playing uh, several songs from my country state of mind record. But probably one of my favorite songs that I perform live is Why Don't We Just Dance, just because it's, it's like so carefree. It gets the crowd moving. Uh, it's full of energy. And like I say, it's just fun. Absolutely. And I'm glad you brought up country state of mind. Josh, what is your definition of the country state of mind? You know, I, I think it's just focusing on the simple things in life, centered lifestyle. It's all about the human heart, human emotion, life experiences, the average hardworking person that's not afraid to get their hands dirty. And that is a lot of people here in Sonoma County. You'll, you'll find that. Josh, you're known for your iconic baritone bass voice. Who are some of those deep, vocalists that maybe you look to you like listening to that maybe was an inspiration for you when you started getting into music well i i've, I've always referred to them as my mount rushmore country music and it's five uh artists it's randy travis john anderson Vern godson johnny cash and hank williams those five guys really kind of basically helped me figure out who josh turner is as an artist absolutely and, you can always hear bits and pieces of any of those five guys in any of my music. Such a good core set of artists to be the foundation of your music. So here's a question for you, Josh. If you got to have a barbecue at your house, who are three country artists that you'd invite? Uh, Randy Travis, John Anderson. Let's throw in a little Lyle of it. We can't leave Lyle out of the barbecue. Oh, yeah. interesting. Okay, well, have you met him before? I have. Okay, so you kind of already know what he's like and what he'll uh, bring to the barbecue. Do you think he'll bring beer or do you think he'll bring like potato salad? <laughs> I know it's such a weird question, <laughs> but inquiring minds want to know what Lyle Lovett's bringing to the barbecue. <laughs> he's from Texas. You know he's going to bring beer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Josh, are you more of a wine guy, a beer guy, a whiskey guy? If I was going to have a drink with you, what would you bring out? Oh, man. Um, well, I mean, y'all are y'all are in wine country. I have to play red wine. Josh, it's been it's such a pleasure to talk to you. I you know I'm so excited about your set at Country Summer this year. Uh, again, you're playing Saturday, uh, June 18th, uh, and we hope that we get to meet you. Absolutely, looking forward to it. Thank you so much for your time, my friend. Oh, thank y'all. Yesterday on the show, I said this. Every single time I wear my Steph Curry jersey, the Warriors lose. Then why are you wearing it? Because I want to test my theory. While my theory was tested, 
in Sonoma County. I am so sorry. It's another example of always listen to Amber. <laughs> well, I was just curious. Maybe if you wanted them to win, you wouldn't wear the jersey and see how that worked out. I was so confident that the Warriors were going to win <laughs> that I was like, there's no way I'm going to jinx this whatsoever. Uh, there's no way that this one jersey on one person is going to cause the Warriors to lose. Amber, I want you to know I brought the jersey to the studio today. I have it in my hands. Get that thing away from me. That thing's got bad juju. And I am throwing it (laughs) to the corner of the studio, and that's where it's going to stay for the rest of the NBA Finals. I am taking no risk. I'm not even going to watch the NBA Finals because I believe (laughs) I am that bad of luck. You probably never watch that thing anyway. I don't want it. I don't want it anywhere. Yeah, I've just, actually, I think we're going to burn it. I, I don't think I've actually washed that thing <laughs> once. Honestly, I might donate it. If anyone needs a Steph Curry jersey, let me know. But just know that it is cursed. I feel really bad. I mean, <laughs> you like the jersey. It's a nice jersey. But it just kind of seems like every time you wear it that, yeah, they lose. It's a it's bad luck. I, I mean, it, are they playing okay? I didn't watch the game last night. Like, do you really think it's their jersey or do you think something's going on with the team? Something's going on with the team. What it really comes down to, and I won't get too specific about it, is it comes down to physicality. The Boston Celtics are much bigger and stronger mm. than the Celtics are. We're known for our shooting. And so hopefully in game four, we can figure it out. And I think we are going to figure it out. Okay, just don't wear the jersey. Yeah, that's really what it is. Or do and see if they still lose. (laughs) I don't know. I I don't know what to do at this point. I don't know what's going to happen with that jersey. Surprisingly, according to our Instagram poll at Froggy929, we put up yesterday, 55% of Sonoma County is superstitious when it comes to sports. Not surprised. With Amber and Tanner. Today's country, Froggy 92.9. There's a record-breaking heat wave that's actually about to engulf the southwest of the United States right now. So temperatures in like Phoenix and places like that are going to reach like 115. Here in Sonoma County, it's predicted that we could get in the triple digits as well. I was feeling it yesterday. I was sweating in my apartment and gonna get yeah. hotter <laughs> it's supposed to be like 98 tomorrow maybe even hotter on saturday so just prepare yourself bring out your sundresses and your shorts and flip-flops because it's gonna be a scorcher you know it's a big deal if i'm wearing shorts because i hate wearing shorts but i'm wearing shorts today so i am definitely a person that is used to it being hot in the summer because i grew up in the state of georgia in case you didn't know uh but when it used to get into the triple digits which was often We used to do really dumb things like the asphalt would be so hot. You know, we wouldn't walk our dogs on it. We made sure we always had shoes. Uh, And one time my friends and I, when we were kids, fried an egg on the asphalt because it was so hot and it 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 worked. It sounded like this. I swear to you. Oh, my God. It sounded like you were grilling a hamburger. Like it was I have never been in temperatures that hot before it, really until I moved to Sonoma County. This is by far the warmest climate I've ever lived in. It, it, let me tell you about this egg, though. It was it was sizzling. I, I kid you not. I, what, I didn't eat it. Oh, we didn't that's eat a good it. thing. Let's, let's clarify. We didn't eat it or season it. It got seasoned on the asphalt. We did not eat it. <laughs> we did not eat it. Uh, so, Tanner, did it ever get that hot in Washington State? Did you guys ever do anything like this? Uh, well, hot 
thought for Washington State is like 78 degrees. I mean, people are like, oh my God, this heat wave is just insane. One time, my brother and I tried to cook a pancake on the sidewalk. <laughs> it did not work at all because it wasn't hot out. And we we're like, we're dying out here. It's so hot. We're, that's like we're cold here. here in Sonoma County. Uh, I know. 78 is nice, which is supposed to be kind of like what it's going to be for country summer, right? I, I'm so excited. It's a good. That's a great temperature for Sonoma County. But we've got Garrett from Windsor on the phone. Uh, Garrett, you said you had like a food related story what happened well me and my cousins uh were in arizona and we baked cookies using a using the car so we (laughs) set the cookies out on a sheet pan and set them in the car on the dash and they would bake in the 110 115 degree sun i did take about um how about a half hour or so um and they were actually nice and warm like perfect to eat, like right, right as soon as they got to that point of readiness, so when they're not dough anymore, it's basically perfect to eat. They weren't too hot, and they weren't gonna burn their mouth. Amber and Tanner on Froggy ninety two point nine, the show that's much like a morning show, roughly speaking.